Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. Welcome once again into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Tonight, the BYU Cougars host their rival. That's right, the University of Utah at the Marriott Center to take on the Cougars this afternoon. And man alive, do we have some good action for you. And honestly, if you're, uh, look, it snowed a little bit earlier today, at least locally here in the state of Utah. Temperatures very, very cool. Maybe we can go old school, you know, like back in the day where everybody gathered around the radio. Maybe you flipped the, uh, the gas fireplace on. We have got you covered till almost, well, about 1 a.m. Mountain time, if you think about it, because right after basketball, we immediately go right into BYU football coverage against San Diego State. We will certainly get to that stuff coming up a little bit later on, but right now we are all basketball and excited for this matchup. BYU, unfortunately, dropped its second game of the season on Wednesday, falling to Boise State 74-70. to The Cougars took almost 10 minutes after the game tipped off to actually score their first points. It was an uphill battle from that point on, but behind big games from Alex Barcelo with 22 and Matt Harms with 18, BYU actually managed to tie the game up late. Unfortunately, some clutch three-point shooting, and then BYU missing free throws was just too much to overcome, and the Cougars dropped to 5-2 and two with the loss. And that brings us to today's rivalry matchup with Utah. The Utes 2-0, and oh, but have had several games already canceled due to COVID throughout the team and their coaching staff. BYU has won 13 out of the last 18, but during the previous eight games, while Utah head coach Larry Kraskoviak has been at Utah, the games have been split. Out of the last eight, each team has won four. The Cougars did lose last season's matchup in Salt Lake City in overtime. Now, needless to say, there isn't any love lost between these two programs. Utah returns most of their roster from last season, certainly most of their production, led by Timmy Allen, who's averaging 17 points and 7 rebounds. And speaking of rebounds, Utah has some players who are really good rebounders, but as a team, it's something that they have struggled at. They have been out-rebounded by eight boards a game. So for BYU, guys like Matt Harms, Caleb Lohner and Richard Harward are going to have to make sure that they crash the boards and keep the trend of Utah being out-rebounded intact. That's something uh, that will be very key tonight, something I'm sure we'll talk about with uh, Mark Durant coming up in our courtside conversation in our next segment. Also, as is certainly the case in almost every game BYU will play, the Cougars need to shoot the ball efficiently. The Cougars right now shooting 46% from the field and 37% from three. Through just the two games, Utah has a better field goal and three-point shooting percentage than BYU, plus their three-point shooting defense. They're only allowing teams to shoot 21% from three against them. So that's something hopefully BYU can buck that trend and come out uh, shooting uh, from three and getting hot and making that one of the uh, the weapons that uh, turns into a BYU victory today at the Marriott Center. Now, one aspect of the rivalry games that we won't have today is the fan aspect. Without fans in the stands tonight, it will certainly take something away from the usual atmosphere that's present in these games. Now, Richard Harward, as a guy I mentioned a moment ago, is someone who can really make his presence felt in a game like today on the boards. He's averaging four points and four rebounds, 
And he's our pregame player interview. I asked Rich how the team has handled things since the loss to the Broncos on Wednesday. Uh, Coach Pope always talks about like the next game's the most important game. We got to learn from the past games and just look forward to the next one. We've been working a lot in our offense. We had a rough first 10 minutes of that uh, Boise State game. So he put a lot of emphasis on playing with force, having pace when we're on the court and just having like general, like more toughness and more grit when we're out on the court. And, and I know I realized that you weren't on the floor for all of this, but can you explain what that feeling's like when you're going 10 minutes without being able to score? How frustrating is that? <laughs> it's just sheer frustration. Like I, I've been with Pope for a while and just like his offense, all like his offense usually is really effective and like, it's a great offense. So just like watching every shot rim out, watching every shot just kind of hit the back of the rim and fly out. is just so frustrating, especially since all of our guys make shots. Like all of our guys shoot amazingly well from the three-point line and then just watching them just kind of rim out. you just building up that anxiety and stress. Like what, what is going on? Look, let's be honest. The way you guys fought back in that, I, I think you guys have got to take a lot of props for that because a lot of teams could have just put that away and said, this thing is over. But you guys came in and tied it up at the end. That, that's got to make you feel good to see the team fight the way they did. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I'm, I really love about this team is no matter what's going on, I know every single guy is going to be giving 100%. Like everyone is going to work hard and fight. And I feel like that's the best starting point. That's like everything that you can hang your hat on is when you can fall back on just being like willing to fight. That was your second loss. After your first loss against USC, you guys did the exact same thing. You didn't play great against the Trojans, but you were able to bounce back. Do you see a lot of similarities with what you did after the USC game and what you're now trying to do heading into Utah? Yeah, like it's almost exactly like that situation. Pope, like after the USC game, we had a real like heart-to-heart as a team just kind of talking and Pope like told us like, hey, we are never going to have a game like that again. And we're always going to get better every day. We have a couple of like team phrases that we live by and one of them is get better every day. How's the season been for you personally? I know it was frustrating having to sit out last year because of the transfer, but now you're getting some minutes. I think you're coming off one of your best performances in that Boise State game. How would you evaluate yourself? Uh, Yeah, it's been pretty rough, just like a year and a half of pretty much just sitting down, not being able to be on the court, like actually having that pressure of like the games on light. Like it was definitely like I felt like I was kind of struggling at the beginning of the season, but I feel like I'm starting to hit the groove. I'm starting to get like the chemistry with all these guys on the court. And I just feel like I'm starting to I'm starting to play better. And I feel like all the guys are starting to meld and we're like we're going to continue building chemistry. We're going to continue getting better and understanding how each other play. Coach Pope from day one, even when we knew you weren't going to play last year, he has raved about you. He's raved about your game. He's raved about your attitude and how infectious it is. How would you describe your journey to BYU and and the path that you took to be at this point right now? Honestly, it's just like a lot of luck and hard work. I, I originally signed at UVU under Coach Hunsaker, and he ended up uh, leaving. So Coach Pope came in, and I was lucky I got him. He's one of the greatest men I've ever met, Like and just – I grinded for a year and a half, didn't really see the court at all through a freak accident. I talked about like one of our teammates like broke his finger and I ended up getting a little bit of playing time that game and I was able to come out and perform. And just from then it kind of built my confidence. And then I've, I've always talked and like talked with other people. It's just like at the end of the day, as long as you're giving your full effort, things are going to work out for you. As long as you keep pushing, there's going to be dark times. You're going to be those tunnels, but as long as you keep pushing, there's going to, be success eventually and that's kind of what I live by and just I knew these first couple games it's been kind of like rough I felt like I wasn't playing that well but I just knew if I kept pushing eventually like things will start to break and I'll start to get some success all right so let's get to the really important question the mustache is gone so is the mustache going to make another appearance or what's the story there 
Uh, probably not. That was just for fun. Uh, honestly, I played pretty terrible when I had a mustache, and I don't like how I looked. <laughs> so I don't think it's coming back anytime soon. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get to the game against Utah. I mean, you're a Utah County guy. You played at Orem. I mean, you know, nobody needs to tell you what BYU versus Utah means. But what does the rivalry mean to you personally? I'll tell you, every in-state game is the greatest thing in the world to me. Like, I don't know, like, I love the fact that we get to play them and there is that intensity, that rivalry. Like, for me, it's all about, like, the competition level. And these in-state games, it's insane because it feels like there's so much more on the line. You got that local pride, that local, like, like who's got the trophy, who's got bragging rights. And I'm looking forward to this game so much because that's all, like, that's what sports is meant for, just kind of that, like, I'm competing against you and I got something to prove. And when it's somebody that you know, or it's like a local uh, in-state game, it just means all the more. They return a lot of the same production from last year. Now, I know you didn't get to play in that game, but what has been the focus in regards to Utah? Some of the keys that we've been looking at is like transition defense. We know that they like to really push the ball in transition. They've got a couple of great shooters. Honestly, our main focus is just like, let's try to lock down defensively and like keep pushing and the offense will come. This could be a little different though. I mean, these rivalry games, the fans and the atmosphere is such a big part of it. To not have fans, it's probably gonna be a little different, right? Yeah, that was, (laughs) it is a little bit different. Like we got to play at USU the other day and it's just like, they had a few fans there, but it just doesn't quite have the same vibe, the same energy level inside the arena. So we've learned that we have to kind of make the energy ourselves. We have to have the bench talking loud. We have to have all the guys building the intensity when they're on the court. Rich, great stuff, man. Thanks for doing this. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. That was BYU big man Richard Harward. You can hear the enthusiasm and the energy just in talking with him, and that's one of the reasons his teammates and this BYU basketball coaching staff absolutely love him. That's the energy and enthusiasm he brings to just about everything he does, whether it's practice, whether it's a game, whether it's in the locker room. That is just who he is, and his teammates and everybody loves him. And like I said, I think he's coming off one of his best games that he played uh, in that game against Boise State. He was a monster on the boards and just around the rim, uh, it was getting his scoring was was starting to improve a little bit. And, I mean, look, and this is a guy that was averaging in double figures at Utah Valley two seasons ago. So he's more than capable of being a scorer down in the post. I'm I'm anxious to see his uh, his playing trajectory as this season continues and then his career continues here at BYU. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, it's time for our courtside conversation. We will go to the Marriott Center and talk with our guy, Mark Durant. Cougar pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The rivalry game in basketball, BYU hosting Utah at the Marriott Center, and that's where we will go right now. Joining us from the court, you could even say courtside for our courtside conversation, he is former BYU basketball superstar, he is our radio analyst, he is my friend Mark Durant. Good afternoon, Mark. How's your Saturday treating you so far? Jason Shepard, the Utes are in the building. It's it's time for the rivalry game. We've waited a long time for it, and here it is, my friend. Here it is. It is a part of a, a pretty important day for BYU athletics, and you've got basketball 
against Utah. Then you've got football against San Diego State tonight. So I think it would be a good way to set the table with a nice win over Utah. How about that? Cougar fans take a lot of punishment. Today is the day for a little reward for these for these loyal fans and get a victory here in the Merritt Center and take care of business down the street. And uh, that would be a great day for, for Cougarland, and I think deserve, they deserve it. So I'm, 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 I'm planning on two Ws. I, I'm with you on that one. I like it. All right, let's get to... The topic of uh, of last game, and I even before the Boise State game, you have mentioned several times talking about the lulls in scoring that BYU will go through at times in just about every game. Now, the game against the Broncos was certainly exaggerated because it took almost 10 minutes to get the first shot to go in. Is there a common denominator you're seeing in all of these lulls from game to game? Yeah, I think it's Alex Barcelo not being an offensive threat during those times. I mean, let's face it, everybody, Alex is incredibly important to this team right now. And if he doesn't score a bucket until just two, what, minute and a half in that that game against Boise in the first half, you're going to have a bad half. And uh, once he started scoring, BYU was fine. And if he's not scoring at Utah State in the last eight minutes, you're, they're going to catch up and you're going to be in trouble. Um, but the problem is teams know that, right? They, they, <laughs> this, they got, we got to stop one guy, Alex Barcelo. We're going to do everything we can to stop him. Boys, he did a nice job. And the problem is it's not so much that Alex is not scoring. It's everybody kind of looking around wondering who else is going to score. And I, I'd hope that uh, – you know, you could look to Brandon Averett, who's a little been up and down, certainly capable. Um, particularly, Connor Harding needs to be more of a, a threat and a scorer when Alex isn't scoring. You know, Matt Harms had a really nice game, but started off very slow, got pushed around a little bit. So that's the problem is in those eight, ten minutes is not that Alex isn't scoring. That's obviously very important. But BYU's got to find some consistency with other scorers and know that they can get points going other places other than Alex Barcelo. And uh, I think BYU's working on it. It's a work in progress. Uh, but you can't afford to have th- that kind of lull today. I mean, BYU's going to have to play, you know, 30, 36, 38 minutes of really good basketball to have a chance against Utah because they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. And, and BYU can't afford to go for a period of time without producing against a team like Utah. Can a guy like Spencer Johnson be the answer there? Because you and I have had conversations about him both on the air and then off. And I remember even after the Utah State victory, Coach Pope was telling you and I that he was surprised at how quickly Spencer has earned his trust, that he's come out and played so well. And it's not just offensively, but on the defensive end as well. Can he be one of those pieces that can come in and give you that spark when you need it? Oh, absolutely. He's the top of my list. But listen, it's not that you don't have guys that can score. Uh, Spencer, uh, Trevin Nell, Brandon Averett, Connor Harding. Uh, uh, that's a pretty good list of guys that, that can come in and score. Wyatt Lowell can shoot. But it's just a matter of who kind of figures out how to do it. Right. And I think Spencer's probably the most advanced there. Uh, but BYU just needs one of those guys to do it. And part of the problem, Jason, is – there's some really inconsistent minutes going on right now, and I, I blame a little bit on the coaching staff that they got to, at this point, they got to know who they have and who can perform. One game you have Colby Lee starting. Next game he plays two minutes. 
One game you have Gideon George playing 20, 24 minutes. Next game he plays two minutes. Uh, he, Gideon's another guy that could be, could be a scorer. And uh, Trevin Nell, I mean, who knows how many minutes these guys are going to get from game to day at game. And if you want a guy to step up and be a scorer and have confidence, he needs to have minutes. So kind of pick a couple guys and go with them. And I think Spencer's probably the guy that I've seen is most ready right now to be a guy that can go and be a scorer when Alex isn't or Matt Harms isn't and, and being a real threat. Because you just need, you need more than one or two threats on the floor to be a scorer, and I really like how Spencer's playing. So devote some solid minutes to him, even if he makes a mistake or a place bad. You know, don't, don't look for the next guy. Give him a chance. He's earned it. Give him a chance to, to really go out and show us what he can do. Our guy Greg Rubel tweeting out, and you'll be able to hear this entire interview coming up in about 15 minutes when Greg talks with Mark Pope. Uh, but Coach Pope telling Greg that there's going to be a change to the starting lineup. Colby Lee is going to come back into the starting five. Uh, Caleb Lohner will now come off the bench. What are your thoughts on that? Well, listen, everybody knows uh, Caleb Lohner is is really super athletic, great rebounder, and the future is remarkably bright for him. But both he and Gideon George are struggling a little bit, I think, with just the schemes and knowing where to go and what to do and filling the role. Colby's the quint- quintessential role guy. I mean, he's going to be smart. He's going to be in the right places. Going to make the right passes. He's got a nice post game, and can score for you. Uh, you know, if if you pass it to him, he'll score. And right. that's not necessarily the case with some of the guys we got out there, at least right now. So, uh, obviously, Caleb is the future. But you got to win games now. And Colby's an experienced guy who also has earned a lot of good minutes uh, just by his performance. So, I think it's just. An idea of it's not that Caleb's going to go away, but it's just like let's settle this team down with guys that can be counted on the first few minutes, especially after that fiasco, first eight minutes the other night against Boise. How would you describe the current status of the rivalry between these two programs, BYU and Utah? You know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm old. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it, it's just such an integral part of my life. Uh, that it, it, it'll never go away for me, but I, I get it that, you know, as they're in a different conference and you play once a year, if that, and now you don't even get the fans to come to the game when you do get them in the Marriott Center, which is the travesty in my opinion. Uh, I, I mean, I could see that it, it may not be as important to a lot of people, uh, and but, you know, to me, it's always it's always huge. I mean, I, I can't stress how big this game is, but <laughs> I tell you, the, the only silver lining in the pandemic is if BYU loses, I don't have to go go to church tomorrow or go to work the, the next day and have it rubbed in my face. I can just hide in my home office. There you go. There we go. Very nice. Uh, what are your thoughts on this 2-0 Utah team? A lot, most of the production from last year is back. Um, obviously, lots of new faces for BYU this year. But what do you make of this Utah team and this matchup specifically? I think Utah's good. I, I do. I think... Uh, you know, you look at what they did to Washington. That's nothing to sneeze at. But it's still early. I mean, it's hard to know what, what how good this team is. But Ryland Jones is, I think, terrific. Single-handedly beat BYU last right. year. Timmy Allen, I think, is is very good. Be, you know, I think Barcelo matches up with Jones, and you put Harms and, and Lee down against Carlson and those guys down low. I think they match up pretty well. I just don't know who the matchup for Timmy Allen is that's going to match his production. That, he's the guy that really concerns me for Utah, and they're – 
obviously always good defensively, good three-point defender, and BYU will need to make threes to win this game. So they present a lot of problems, and they look certainly look good early. But, uh, you know, uh, BYU, even without the fans here, I think will play well, and they'll have to play well to beat Utah. All right, Mark, last question. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present keys to the game. You mentioned you got to have BYU playing well. What's the key for the Cougars to play well against Utah? Well, I think I think they have to make the threes. I mean, it's kind of an easy one to go to all the time, but Utah is guarding people about 20% from the three. But if, if this team's going to be any good this year, Jason, they got to get closer to that three-point shooting they had last year, which was the best in the country. That's why they were good last year. And BYU will need to shoot around 40%. If they do that, they'll be in this game, have a good chance to win. Mark, great stuff, man. Uh, I'm jealous that you get to see this one in person. These one, even without the fans, they're always a, uh, a joy to be a part of, uh, and certainly when BYU wins. So thanks for the time, man, and we'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. Oh, it's a pleasure, my friend. Take it easy. You bet. That's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. After a quick timeout, Get uh, some of the other college basketball scores going on this afternoon as we continue through our Saturday. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU and Utah coming your way in just a little bit from the Marriott Center. Don't forget, right after basketball postgame is done, and it will be an abbreviated basketball postgame, we will immediately jump into Cougar Pregame Live, the football edition, as we get you ready for BYU football in the regular season home finale. At least we think so. There is an open date next week, and who knows what could happen in the meantime. But right now, it is the final regular season game on the schedule. It's also senior night. Fifteen seniors for BYU football will be honored tonight. Uh, but immediately following basketball post game, we will go right into BYU football pregame and then take you through the rest of the night. Told you, you we probably got you covered till about 1 a.m. Mountain Time. So no need to go anywhere other than the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With the BYU victory this afternoon, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com on Monday when you use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location. All right, top 25 games. Uh, we'll get you a couple of finals. In fact, there are four finals in the top 25. Number 12, Tennessee defeats Cincinnati 65-56. North Carolina taking down North Carolina Central 73-67. Number 17, Texas Tech, 20 better than Texas A&M Community College, 77-57 your final there. And Florida State defeats Florida 83-71. Coming up next, back over to the Marriott Center. We'll get you over there for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good afternoon. Happy holidays, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, for the second game of a two-game homestand. As today, the Cougars play host to the running Utes of Utah. I am Greg Grubel with your play-by-play. My broadcast partner, the former Cougar hoopster Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, after a midweek setback against Boise State, BYU today faces one of the stiffest challenges to its bounce-back streak under head coach Mark Pope. His Cougar teams have still yet to lose back-to-back games at any point. But this Utah team's off to a 2-0 start and returns almost everyone from a team that actually beat a very good BYU team last season. You had to remind me about that last year's game, Greg. That was that was maybe the worst loss as a player broadcaster that I can remember. BYU had that game in hand, played so well, and it all evaporated at the end. And credit Utah because they had guys like Ryland Jones, who's still here, Timmy Timmy Allen, who's there, those guys got them back in the game, and BYU's going to have to deal with them uh, again. And uh, we'll see how it goes for BYU, but they're going to have to play much better than they have really all year long. They certainly have to play better than they did against Boise, even though they got back into that game. Can't have those big droughts. They're going to have to find a way to get production from guys that maybe haven't given as much as they should so far this year. This will be a real challenge for BYU, but I always like playing Utah in the Merritt Center, even without the fans. All right, after this break, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tune to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center in Provo. Today, 5-2, BYU hosting 2-0 Utah in the 261st renewal of a rivalry. BYU leads 131-129 all-time. Utes got the last win last year, 102-95 in overtime up on the hill. It was a game BYU led by 16 at one point before turnovers and the absence of a Yoli Childs took their toll down the stretch. Time now for our pregame interview with head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And I asked Coach Pope uh, what he sees in this Utah team that returns a ton of talent. It's less about personnel in these games and more about just BYU and Utah and all the history that goes there. It's, it's, every single one of these games is just an epic battle to the end, and, and uh, it's what makes them special. In terms of their personnel they have right now, they have a really, really well-constructed team. Um, you know, they got one of the probably highest IQ Point guards in the Western United States and, the, and little number fifteen, and and uh, they got you know the historic best uh, three point shooter in, in there too, and Plummer and Timmy Allen, you know, gave it to us last year. He's he's the leading three free throw shooter in the in the Pac twelve or close to it last year with two hundred nine free throws on the season. Really, really talented, getting the line is their leading scorer from last year, and is a is a is a real problem in a lot of ways and and then their fours and fives are shooting a little bit better than they have in the past and they're really really physical down low and smart ducks uh post possessions uh, a lot of ball screens and rolls with with their five man being a you know a, a world class uh, shot blocker so they're a great team really really well constructed have a little bit of depth off the bench and it could be a massive challenge for us where do you hope your advantages are today well we, you know we 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 have uh you know we have more bodies available to us today i think i think we have some some physicality inside which sometimes in state games just cancel all of that out but but we're hopeful that uh we can make some plays there um, we'd like to have some pace of the game and and we'd like to have some 
some real ball movement on the offensive end, working second and third sides, and and uh, and and really, really uh, being aggressively sharing with the ball. You're going back to Colby Lee today in your starting five. Yeah, Colby uh, centers us a little bit offensively. He's, he's he's a little bit more grounded in what we do, and uh, you know he's 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 used to starting huge games. You know he did it for us all last season, and uh, he's been really really solid for us. So we're gonna we're gonna put him back in the starting lineup. We'll probably switch around the starting lineup all season long. Mm. Do you think your team was uh, was impatient to begin the Boise State game offensively on on Wednesday? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you look at our numbers. We had 17 possessions in in week where we got to a second or third side. We were 1.5 points per possession in those possessions, and 15 of those came in the second half. Only twice in the first half did we get to to a second or third side in week, which is which is interesting because it's me too. It's my play calling when when things are going sideways and I want to fix it from the bench. You know, we're a quick hit play calling team, and so that just adds to the problem. It's something that we'll see as we mature as a team. It's exactly the same path we went through last year, uh, mind you, in terms of just gaining the trust, not feeling the need to go fix it ourselves, but actually gaining the trust that we're going to actually fix it by continuing to move this ball and aggressively look for the for the next pass. So, you know, we'll continue to grow there. Uh, we have a long way to go, but but it's you know it's a work in progress. You have really good shooters this year. You had great shooters last year, but it took a while for the team to turn into the nation's top three-point team in the country last year, didn't it? Yeah, Coach Figer uh, brought these numbers to me yesterday, and I haven't actually verified them. He said that we're actually seven games in. We're shooting a higher percentage from three than we it's did true. last year, which was really, which is actually surprising to me uh, because we're in the granular level of everything, trying to fix every possession. And sometimes I just have to remind myself I have to be patient with with our team um, as we grow because we are a growth program. It's our mantra as we get better every day and we we actually set the, the table so that we can be playing our very best basketball at the end of the season. And, and in the process of doing that, you're, you, 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 you have some early frustration just because you want – your guys and your staff and yourself to be seeing everything, uh, you know, to understanding what our guys do best individually and as a team and how they do it. And, and that is, for us, that's a work in progress. We just got to get better fast, and that's what we're trying to do. What encourages you most right now? Uh, well, I love my guys' heart, and I love their fight. You know, I mean, you think about it, this will be our eighth, eighth game in 18 days, and um, and then you think about it, it's every single team, the last five, I think, has been a top 100 team, and, and there's just no – you know, it's 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 really awful scheduling on my part. We knew that beforehand, but 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 what we want to do is expose every weakness that we have in every area of growth. We've done that. I, I wish we had a few more days of like to expose ourselves and then grow on the practice floor. Uh, but we're going to have those. Those are coming. We had a, actually a couple of days of practice this week. We'll have a couple a couple of days of practice next week, and then we have a you know three and five. But but after that, we have another week of practice. So we have some time now to get better. Uh, and and that's really encouraging. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully we're going to come out and just fight uh, like we have all season tonight. That that's been the hallmark of this team so far in the early season. Look forward to today's rivalry game, Coach. Thanks for the preview. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. That is Mark Pope and today's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online and pick up curbside by the store. Visit SmithsFoodandDrug.com for details. Coming up next. It is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside a nearly empty Marriott Center in Provo for BYU and Utah. First game of our basketball football doubleheader. Pre-game coverage of BYU and San Diego State on the gridiron will begin after we conclude our courtside coverage here this afternoon. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you from courtside. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Joshua Sturgill. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineers are Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Broadcast intern is Andrew Gray. Good to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, it's gotten to a point uh, where I, I've almost forgotten what it feels like to, to feel the buzz of the home crowd uh, as spectators fill the seats at, during our pregame show. So, Mark, we clearly uh, miss the fans in the stands, and I know the BYU coaches and players do too, even more so when you're trying to get over the hump in a game like maybe the one against Boise on Wednesday. BYU loses by four uh, when a full house you know, might on some nights mean the difference between victory and defeat. And not even really a, a full house, just some fans can make a huge difference, and it, it's really hard to, to have this game. It's so rare to get Utah in this building not have any fans. It's it's a, it's a travesty. I'm talking with, I've always said home fans were 10 points, right? And I was talking with Coach Jones, who coaches for Utah, is the father of Ryland Jones, and he said that exact same thing to me. He said that's 10 points for BYU that they don't have here. And they, he said if they're playing Boise, you know, they got the fans here, you don't go eight minutes without scoring. And when you catch up, you probably win that game with the fans going crazy. So coaches know it, players know it, everybody knows that it's a huge advantage and BYU will not have that. That's just the way it's going to be this year, and you got to find a way to win without the fans. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from U of U assistant coach Andy Hill as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back inside the Marriott Center for more of BYU and Utah pregame coverage. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. BYU's won 13 of the last 18 meetings with Utah, but the Utes have won four of the last six, including last year's overtime win on the Hill. Of the 102 points scored by Utah against BYU that night last year, 96 of those points return in players on the current Utah roster. It's a team that has gotten off to just the kind of start that assistant coach Andy Hill and the Ute staff envisioned when bringing back almost 90% of the team's scoring, rebounding, and assists from last year's squad. It's been interesting just like everybody else, right? Uh, we weren't sure what to expect, but I think having some experience helps, uh, much like you guys. You guys have a number of guys with experience and and we have a, a roster that played games last year, so that really helped, especially how our season started out with some, you know, with some COVID issues and uh, not being able to play our first game uh, with a like opponent, New Orleans, who you played. 
And so, yeah, it was it was a, a blessing that we had some starters returning and pitch guys that, that really helped us and you know, just knew the routine of what we wanted. And then also college basketball, I think it's really beneficial. Okay. What are you most pleased with then through two games? Well, it's really interesting because we played two completely different opponents. And, you know, Washington, man, we open up with league play. And they play 40 minutes of zone, pretty much. So it was a completely different prep than Idaho State. And we hadn't practiced much leading up to Washington because of the COVID. So we were really pleased that we didn't turn the ball over versus their zone and their link, especially with them having two games in on us. And then Idaho State uh, is a real, they really control the tempo and the ball uh, much different than Washington. They pass it around the old Wisconsin swing, run a few sets out of it, and sometimes don't shoot, shoot till five or six seconds on the shot clock. So we are able to play a couple different styles and adjust. Mm. And I think the thing that we've been doing so far is not turning the ball over. We have two guys, I think, that are that are doing a great job uh, assist-wise and not, and not turning it over. When it comes to the BYU game in particular, how nice is it to have a bunch of guys who've been through this game before, if you will? Yeah, I think it, I think it, it, it matters uh, for sure. I mean, just, you know, the anticipation of the intensity of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a high intensity game in, in a good way, right? I mean, it's that's college basketball. Um, I think it's a little different this year without fans. How intense can you expect it to be as a result? Well, I still think the guys on the floor are going to be really intense, but if you're the road team, and I think you're seeing it across college basketball, it is a tad different uh, not having 20,000 here breathing down on you. That 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 is a factor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially down the stretch in games. So I think that that part of it's a little different. I think here in Utah, we have another aspect that a lot of teams have to deal with that we don't have to deal with with each other, and that's altitude. Uh, You know, when teams come into our place with the pace that BYU plays at and the pace we try to play at, uh, that's fast. And so when teams come in from sea level, that's a big factor. Now when we play each other, it's not as big a factor. So I think that matters in, in this game a little bit. And finally, the grind of pandemic protocols combined with the grind of of high-level athletics. How do you think your guys are are weathering it? I think our guys are doing a great job, and I think that's a real factor. It's it's hard every day. You got to get up and test, and unless you've had um, COVID, you never know what the outcome is going to be. I mean, there's some some players that have had it already, and for the 90 days right now that the CDC says they don't have to test. Uh, But the other players and staff, it's really hard every day to to wake up and do that. Not not to test isn't hard to do, but just the anticipation of you may be positive and you may be out. And I, myself, speaking for myself, and I think most of the other guys, there's like a a responsibility and you almost, if, if you do get positive, you feel a little guilty, you know, like, and there's not really much you can do about it other than be as safe as you can be. But that wears on you a little bit mentally, or at least it has me. Like, I mean, I don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's hard when you when you have kind of you feel that, I don't want to say pressure, but a little bit of that mental aspect where it's like, man, this is this is long. And you definitely don't want to let the team down. Right. You know, any any good member of a team has a responsibility to to the other guys and at least that's how I feel and I know most of our guys and so over the course of time I think it does build up a little bit. I hear you. 
Thank you. Again, always good to see you at this time of year, uh, yep. once a year. Safe travels up the road <laughs> is all we have to say. Yep. And, uh, and, and best of health to you and the team as well. Thanks again, and we'll see you next year. Yeah, same to you guys. Stay safe. That is Utah assistant coach Andy Hill. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. Find out more at AmericaFirst.com today. Coming up next, it's another change in BYU's starting lineup as the Cougars look for some early season answers to some early game struggles. Our Cougar coverage of BYU and Utah continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Utah coming up. BYU continuing its run of consecutive games played without interruption. Knock on wood. The Cougars did have to scramble for an opponent out in Connecticut, but they're today playing an eighth game. They haven't had any open dates yet. We hope that run continues. BYU tonight goes back to Colby Lee in the starting five. He replaces freshman Caleb Lohner, and Mark Colby is back in after playing just a handful of minutes the last couple games, last three games, really. Coach Pope going back to someone who will knows well the system and this rivalry game. Yeah, BYU's been playing frenetic and panicked at times. Colby is a guy that is experienced, calm, will be in the right place, do the right things, can score off the post. I think it's a good move. Uh, Colby's just a solid guy that you can count on. That's what BYU needs more than anything right now is just some calmness on the floor. So as BYU tries to do the right thing, we'll see if they get a spike in their productivity. We'll take a last (laughs) break. Final thoughts before tip-off next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. Pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. All right, so getting you set for BYU and Utah. Mark, with a Colby Lee coming off the bench, that means that Spencer Johnson remains a great sixth man for BYU. He's been encouraging with his play of late. He's been terrific, really a clutch guy. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes tonight, and he'll need to have a good game for BYU to have a chance. Spencer's minutes and points going up over the last week, and that's been a good sign for BYU. All right, tip-off of BYU and Utah is coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.